Welcome to the newsroom. I'm Owen Poindexter, senior writer at Front Office Sports. One of the biggest changes in the sports business world in the last two years, and it's already so entrenched and almost normal feeling that we've kind of forgotten already how big a change this is and how much it's going to change things going forward, is that Amazon and Apple are getting into sports media in a big way and becoming these big, fearsome challengers to the CBS, NBC's, ABC's, Fox's of the world that had the whole sports media world basically to themselves for a long time. That has changed in a big way. Apple especially is a very interesting case because as you probably know, they already had a rather lucrative business selling computers and phones and watches before they got into sports media. And now that they've finally jumped in, they're making a lot of noise and causing a lot of change. And we're gonna get into that in just a second. Two thousand, two thousand eight, twenty twenty two. When it comes to the economy, those are some scary years. Dot com crash, housing crash, and the roller coaster we're going through right now. One thing is certain, it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers, but over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, improve margins, everything you need all in one place. So how do you prepare for uncertain times? The answer, NetSuite. NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your business processes, and easily see where to save money. That's why 93% of customers say they improve their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. What are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash the newsroom right now. netsuite.com slash the newsroom. netsuite.com slash the newsroom. All right, let's jump right in. So this week we are talking about Apple's sudden push into the world of sports media and what that all means for the company and the rest of the world. Uh, and to do that, we're talking with our analyst, Ronan Einbender. How's it going, Ronan? Hey, Owen. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. And I want to give our listeners a little bit of a chance to get to know you, because if you're just reading our newsletters a couple times a day, you may or may not know about Ronan's work at FOS. You've also only been with us a couple months, so relatively new to the company. So, Ronan, why don't you uh, tell us just a little bit about, um, about what you do for, for front office sports? Yeah, for sure. sure. So I joined the company uh, two months ago and I've been writing uh, FOS Pro, which is the data-based, uh, data-driven research uh, for, you know, sports executives, investors and everyone out there looking to, you know, find opportunities, uh, find an edge into the sports industry and that are, you know, looking for some of the best insights out there. So my job is to really find those insights, find this, this, you know, edge, this new perspective and, um, yeah, and, and hand it to them every Friday. So if you guys haven't checked it out, highly recommend FOS Pro. Um, and yeah, I'm a, little, I'm a little bit more about my background is that I worked in finance here in Mexico at the stock exchange uh, as, a, as an analyst, financial analyst. You know, my job was to really get into like companies, equi equities, bonds, uh, uh, funds and everything related, you know, to the financial market and analyze it, you know, discover what was behind everything. So that's very related to what I do on pro, but now focused on sports. So, yeah, been doing that for two months and uh, super happy about it. 
Yeah, awesome. It's, it's really great having you. And yeah, definitely give Pro a look if you have not already. And so, yeah, let, let's jump right in. Um, so we're talking about Apple and Apple made some headlines not too long ago. Uh, they are Apple Music is the new sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show. And on one hand, it's one of the biggest companies in the world linking up with one of the biggest media events in the world. Maybe that's not a huge surprise, but it does show a larger trend in terms of what Apple's doing, especially vis-a-vis sports. So how did that news hit you, Ronan? Yeah, look, the halftime show is, you know, the biggest concert in the world. You know, there's 120 people, 120 million people that tune in every year, uh, more or less. And most of those uh, do watch at least part of uh, the halftime show. So it is the biggest concert in the world. You, there's no way you can organize or uh, get a music event as big as and with as much impact as the, the halftime show. So Apple knows this. And, you know, as soon as they saw that Pepsi was not renewing, I'm sure that, you know, behind the scenes, the conversation started going. The, there was not like a financial number disclosing how much they spent on, on, on this partnership. I'm sure it's a lot. Uh, but But for Apple, I mean, it's... If you think about it, it's the only way that you can tap into so many people that are interested in music at the same time under the same event. And there's also something that's, that's very interesting that I think it ties back to what Apple is doing uh, around the subscriptions ecosystems. Because if you if you you know take it back to 2014 when they bought uh, Beats by Dr. Dre, that was the time when you know Beats was like the the biggest and most important re- more, most relevant brand in headphones uh, in the U.S. at least. Um, they bought them because they wanted to get into uh, music more. And then right after that, in 2015, Apple Music came out. And so, you know, the, there was this new uh, ecosystem for Apple based on subscriptions. We're gonna, I think we're going to talk more about like where else is Apple, you know, using subscriptions or, or trying to, uh, to, to attract more people through subscriptions. But I think that it's important to remember that, you know, Apple has been thinking about music for almost eight years since ever since they bought Beats and Apple Music. And like now partnering up with the biggest brand in sports, at least in the U.S., is like the move that, you know, you could expect from one of the biggest or the biggest brand in the world. Yeah, and, you know, just to, like, dig up some ancient history, you know, if you think of, like, the core Apple product these days, you would say the iPhone. The iPhone is, like, when it came out, people were thinking of it as an iPod that could make calls. Like, now it's, like, a computer in your pocket. But their first big product that was, like, the the consumer product that you could have in your pocket was the iPod. That's why these things are called podcasts. It's, like, a a radio show that you can put on your iPod and now like the iPod is like not really a thing anymore I still have one it's (laughs) awesome I'm sad that they basically discontinued it Um, so yeah music has been a a core part of their strategy but it kind of gets to this question of like why exactly I mean they're consumer products I mean you know you can go back to the iPod but they're not really doing the iPod anymore right so yeah, when when they're making their billions on iPhones and their laptops and I guess their AirBuds, you know, a couple other products, but why even get into media? Yeah, I think that, you know, it's interesting because if you think about Apple, Apple is thinking a lot about like how they're vertically integrating all their products, right? They want you to have the Apple Watch, but they also want you to get uh, Fitness Plus. 
They want you to have the iPhone, but they also want you to have iCloud. So if you start like thinking about these things together, you're starting to see a trend here. And that's the trend that I was mentioning, mentioning a little bit earlier into their move to subscriptions. They're, they, they understand. If you think about like iPhones and like iPads and, and like all the hardware that they sell, you can only have as many, right? You can't, you, you can't like consumers are not buying. I mean, I mean, maybe some of some of them are, but consumers are not really buying iPhones, like the new iPhone every year. And if they are, maybe they're just switching. So marginal, um, you know, the, the marginal, the margins of, of the revenue go down because they're selling for less. And you can even get a subscription, right? To like get the new iPhone. Yeah, like yeah. Pay down a certain amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also the, the subscription. So it's like, if you think about it, there's only an, ama an X amount of iPhones that they can sell. And they're like the 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 addressable marketing market is actually like shrinking. It's it's getting smaller because if you already bought your iPhone, like I got mine, uh, I got like the the 13 Pro uh, last year, and I, I'm not gonna upgrade now because it works perfectly. Like the battery is great, you know, it functions. Everything is, you know, with the new upgrades, like now it can even last me like five seven years. So like if you think about it, like they, they understand this. They know that people are not gonna buy their new iPhones every single year. And also because if you think about it, I think that. In previous years, like when, when the iPhone really started in twenty uh, in in two thousand seven with Steve Jobs, I think that the the marginal change in like between the difference between iPhone three G and iPhone five was huge, right? There was like a huge benefit. But I don't know if like there's the same marginal benefit now. Like maybe you tell me what you think, but there's not really the the same marginal benefit now from thirteen Pro to fourteen Pro. It's it's most of the same, and people actually laugh about it, right? Right. I mean, like, like, it's it's kind of like funny. It's impressive what they do to, you know, make it seem new and fresh and different. But it's like, yeah, that, that's just the same phone. But like maybe the camera, they put in like one more camera lens on it somehow or like it's thinner or like doesn't have a button. And that's kind of annoying, but also like you get used to it. So, yeah, right. Exactly. Like the the first iPhone was like, pff, like heads exploding. Yeah. And now that thing looks like a dinosaur. <laughs> but um so so yeah, it, it's they have to keep coming up with new ways for it to be like the most amazing product you've ever seen. But yeah, it's not that different from the most amazing product you've ever seen the year before. And they keep coming out with them. It's like basically every year. It's like the new one, the 13 Pro, the 13 Pro Plus. So yeah, yeah. So services. So yeah, they're they're getting into the subscription model. Like Apple Fitness Plus has become more and more of a focus for them. Apple Music has been a a, a big driver for them. And they kind of seem to be, you know, lingering on the out, outer edges of sports for a long time. Like they weren't necessarily interested in making that plunge because it is a plunge. You can't really just do it halfway. Like you can't just have like, you know, if you get Apple TV, you get this like one rugby team. Like you have to make a big investment to to actually draw in sports fans who are subscribing for that. So why, I guess, why if you're going to be in or you're out? Why are they now in? Yeah, I mean, I think to answer that question, you really have to look at the nitty gritty of what they're looking at and why they're looking at it. So like, I think that that's why, you know, this conversation around subscription makes so much sense now because they understand that hard, hardware is probably like a good business model with high margins and, and amazing technology and everything, but it's not sustainable in the long run, at least under like the, the, the model of improvements and updates that they, they currently have. I mean... If you if you really look at what Apple has done, even like the AirPods is is just a massive business, right? Like AirPods alone make up of like 
a huge it would be like a huge company in the S&P 500 only at the airpods right so that 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 that's that's an interesting point because apple has been thinking about like okay let's let's innovate on hardware and they put out you know uh, uh, new airpods and they new, they put out like new uh, apple watches every year and they're bringing new mac macbooks and and ipads and stuff so they are improving their hardware they are they are thinking a lot about their hardware but the but the the subscription has now uh, the sub subscriptions and services has now become an essential part of the business model and i think that if you think about like the 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 platforms that they use for subscriptions apple tv plus what they want is that they they want to have a business similar to like the netflix and disney plus of uh, out there but they want to have a a, a a streaming service that could be very dynamic and so they they're, they're thinking like okay let's say let's suppose we have a soccer fan okay how can we improve or how can how can we uh, how can we attract the right sports fan so they can come to Apple TV plus and then stay so that's why they're looking at uh, sorry that's why they uh, they acquired the MLS um, mm -hmm. uh, rights it was just announced this year but yeah, they paid a bunch of money there's 10 years 2.5 billion I believe 250 million a year that's a lot of money for MLS it's huge and, and you could and you can say yeah MLS is not like Premier League or you know one of the biggest soccer leagues out there but still like it it shows that they're interested in first of all tire one sports meaning you know the top leagues we're gonna we, we could talk about mlb what they did on friday nights uh mls and they're also looking at uh sunday ticket um rights um but if you like think about it, apple's like thinking about sports because first of all tire tire one sports is the type of sport that uh, or the type of enter entertainment that people would do anything and everything to just get to watch it right they're they're not they're not really gonna care so that's i think that's why um and we can also talk about this if you want thursday night football for amazon has been so successful because people are gonna say like okay what do i need that do i need to like buy amazon prime to watch uh thursday night you know i'm gonna do it you know no 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 questions so taiwan sports have has these uh powerful effect and i actually talked about this with uh about this with um uh, one of the directors at Sport Raider, he was like, people will really do everything to get to watch Tire One Sports. And that includes, you know, downloading an app, getting a subscription for it, paying for it, you know, some some amount of money. Um, so like Apple knows this. Apple knows that MLB, MLS, the NFL, those are brands that have the power of attracting uh their users wherever they they need to be so by acquiring those rights apple's essentially just saying and, and you know it's it's really funny like they're they're offering the mlb games what they offered right now they're they're over but they were offering for free you you only had to have the app you didn't have to have the subscription so that's a way apple attracts you into their ecosystem gets you to you know use the app gets gets you to see an experience right because what's interesting about ott and this is also something we can get into it is that OTT is very different from traditional media because of all the like things that you can do out of a sudden you have like x-ray technology and out of a sudden you can see you can see it from different angles and experience the game on a different you know vibe or language or commentary or whatever and so this is very attractive for consumers so out of a sudden you're you're watching you know MLB on Fridays and you're looking at all these like different experience and stuff and you're like very excited about it so that pulls you like apple is very smart about their consumer experience they want to pull you into it with a very nice seamless experience and then you know come for the experience and stay for the product i think that that's what they're thinking about 
Yeah, I want to get into that last part in a sec. But that that top tier strategy is absolutely what Amazon. Sorry, what yeah, what Amazon's doing. Um, yeah, they've got Thursday night football. Yeah, big spike in Prime memberships because people are just gonna say like, okay, you got me. Like, however I feel about Amazon, like I, I want to watch Thursday night football, and so I'm gonna subscribe. Same with they did the same thing with the Premier League. They got a bunch of subscribers in the UK because they got Premier League rights, and people's like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna watch the Premier League. They here has my have my 10 bucks a month yeah and i think apple um giving away saying you just need to get the app for their mlb games kind of shows that they know what they have because just friday i'm a big baseball fan i don't need to pay an extra subscription service just to watch a certain number of games on friday nights there's there's baseball all the time and you know i can watch highlights i can watch you know even if it's like they occasionally get the teams that i want to see like, I don't need to watch that game. There's 162 games per year. And the NFL, ironically, by having this scarcity, just 17 games per team per year, it's like, well, if you miss the Thursday night games, you're missing a lot, a big chunk of the season. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I think the uh, the question of do they get Sunday ticket is going to be a dividing line for now of whether they become one of those media brands where you just like they've got you you're you're gonna get the service because you just want to watch those games and you're you're willing to pay up for that people can live without their friday night mlb games i know they've gotten a good amount of buzz from that and um and, and like mls you know is i'm sure there's some obviously there are some super fans right now i think that's a long play looking at the 2026 world cup it's going to be in the us there's a lot of indications that at least investors are seeing that as a moment when U.S. soccer is going to take off because it's already getting more people. It's already one of the most popular youth sports. And so and, and then when the entire soccer world is, you know, in every major U.S. Um, city almost, um, that's going to be a moment. And we'll see if we can capitalize on them. So. But yeah, the the question that I keep coming back to both with Amazon, uh, but especially with Apple is is this truly about Apple TV Plus? Are they eventually just saying, we're going to get enough people to pay 10 bucks a month or honestly, whatever it is. And um, over time, that's going to make our investment both in their media rights, but also all the shows they're putting out. Um, is that going to be worth it just in its own little segment? Or is the idea that you somehow go from watching these shows to buying your Apple Watch, buying your AirBuds, getting more subscription services, how do you see that balance shaken out? Or is it just everything? Yeah, I think that it's tied. I think it's everything is related. Um, if you think about it, and, and original content is actually a great point and, and, uh, that you bring up. Because if you think about like Ted Lasso, which is, has been a huge success, you know, compared to like Drive to Survive or even like The Last Dance from Michael Jordan. Um, some of the like sports properties are starting to realize the potential of original content of, of sports related things. Uh, through like all these like uh, productions and and it's funny because I was uh, I was watching this video that I uh, I linked on FOS Pro and of course we can link it uh, on the episode below but um, the the Wall Street Journal created this like video on YouTube where they say how Apple is being so smart about like uh, organically uh, promoting and advertising their 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 products through product placement. There's this this uh, absurd number with where they actually have like 1.24 Apple products 
per minute of Ted Lasso. So like you're watching Ted Lasso and it's such a great and fun, you know, uh, series and show. And like you're, you're having so much fun and you, you're seeing the, the Apple product. So this is like Apple's way of like, you know, showing you what they have through like a get a great show that is sports related and and Ted Lasso is a huge success i mean they already uh they're going to be featured on like EA, EA Sports last FIFA uh video game and they also like signed the licensing licensing deal with like the Premier League so it's like it's it's becoming something you know part of like the culture and it's it, it, you know it's what what's also happening with like for instance Chad Powers the, the Eli Manning uh you know character that's becoming this 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 personality i think that sports properties are starting to realize the potential of original content and apple understands this so think about it like apple is they're very smart they're saying okay let's let's mix in original content about soccer and about you know something fun and and and, and good to watch with product placement and ott marketing and and think cool things they're doing there let's mix that up with live rights of like the mls so like if you're a soccer fan Man, you have no reason why you have to leave uh, Apple Apple TV Plus. Like, like it's it's amazing. And like tying it back, like you're saying, like why is it really? I think that if you have Apple TV Plus, uh, even if you know if you're using it on your TV, I think that's also making you more likely to become a customer of an iPhone later because it's just seamless, right? It's just you're you're already gonna have it on your phone. You're already gonna have it on your iPad. You're gonna have it on your on your MacBook. It's probably easier to use than you know to access Apple TV Plus on your Android. Like I don't really know how that works, but what I'm trying to say is that Apple understands that there's power in like building customer loyalty through like the brand if they already hooked you into one of their products, and so that just essentially you know builds a a um, a stair of of products that you're essentially gonna be buying. But I don't think that's I, I, probably that's a long game, but I think that the, the more of like the short and medium game they're playing is the subscription. They're really, I think they're really trying to focus on subscriptions right now. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that sounds right to me. And But yeah, it doesn't hurt that they can have these shows like Ted Lasso that are like also basically a big Apple commercial. Um, I mean, that's that's not fair to say, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah they, there are Apple products in there because why wouldn't there be? Um, it kind of reminds me of like when the Lego movie came out I was reading these articles about like there's a huge spike in kids buying Legos. It's like, well, yeah, because yeah. all of them just watched a two-hour Lego commercial. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, and 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 I think that they, there's more to it because you know I, I really recommend this product placement uh, video from from the Wall Street Wall Street Journal because it explains how like even within like the characters, like if you feel. If, if there's an appeal between you and a character, if you like someone, when you're like watching a show and you're like, oh, I like this guy. He's like the hero, you know? They're relating the Apple products and even so subtly, even like Ted Lasso is, is saying, oh, call me on FaceTime, you know? So that's that's super subtle because you don't realize it. People don't really realize it. But then there's a villain and he's not using, like whenever you see him, he's not going to be using an Apple product, you know? So like they're smart about it. It's, 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 it's insane. Yeah, yeah. And um. Yeah, uh, it, it's just super funny how they can do that. And I think getting back to the Super Bowl thing, um, I think the Super Bowl halftime show in some ways is the most mainstream American thing you can have your name attached to. Like just having the name there, if all, if all, even if there's like nothing Apple that enters your mind, and surely there will be more Apple things that enter your mind when you watch that show. But just having the Apple Music Super Bowl halftime show, it's like Apple is like the American brand. Uh, like it's just hard to like defeat those subconscious stereotypes that get into your brain when um when you see that and i think 
like that's so valuable because when you're thinking like okay what do i what do i want for my next phone what do i want for my headphones what do i want for my smartwatch what do I, you know all this stuff is like well i can trust apple because they uh you know they are america they, yeah. they get um yeah, in terms of like short game versus long game, um, is one of those more important? Like, is this truly just a a services subscription play, or does it all really just tie back into like you're gonna make that three hundred dollar, six hundred dollar, one thousand dollar purchase, and Apple is just doing everything they can so that this year it's Apple, and in five, six, ten years it's Apple. Look, I think you have to go back to like thinking about Apple as a company, you know, it, it was the first company to hit a three, three, three trillion dollar valuation earlier this year. And of course, like the current macroeconomic environment has pulled it back to like something around like 2.25 trillion or something. Um, but like this company is, uh, is the leader in so many things and everyone is kind of like taking notes on what they're doing. So like everyone's trying to learn. And, and I think that Apple has this, of course, this reputation around like knowing how to tell stories so well, like they are just experts and even making you think like the new iPhone that has just one or two new features. It's just this amazing new thing that, uh, you know, it's going to change everything. Like they're great. They're really great about their storytelling and about the way they're, they're convincing and they're putting out, you know, their brand and, and their messaging and their values. I think they're doing it, you know, uh, at the top of the level and, I think that you if you if you see it from that angle and if you try to like break it down into like the different strategies, the different platforms, the different services that that they're trying to put out there, it, it like it starts to make more sense. Like you look at Apple Fitness and you're like, "Okay, so uh, uh, sorry, Apple Fitness Plus." And you're like, "Okay, so Fitness Plus, like that's a great great product, but you can get like free, you know, YouTube videos uh, to, to, to work out or something. But, but it's not about that. It's, a, it's more about like the experience that you get if you actually wear, have an, uh, an Apple Watch. And it's interesting because like they, knew, they just put out a new uh, Apple Watch Ultra, which is like made for like extreme sports and athletes that, you know, do climbing and like things that are more extreme. And they also put out the Apple Watch SE, which is more affordable. So like if you think about like even that um, and how they're tapping into like fitness and how they're improving, like their, the latest watch OS has uh, just new functionalities around you know, measuring your cardio level and like giving you some more insights about how can you improve your sleep and stuff like they're, they're really conscious about that. So they're bringing out new features and they're knowing, like they know that once you're like really hooked in, like I'm going to tell you, I'm an Apple watch user, very happy. And I'm thinking about buying a, a fitness plus because of how easy it is. Like you have it on your, on your watch, you have it on your iPhone, you can watch and do and, and exercise wherever. So like it is, it is, it has this effect on it, on consumer behavior that once you're in, you're like, it's, so, it's just so easy for you to acquire. And if you think about it also, like what's the, what's the big difference between uh, hardware and subscriptions is that how hardware usually takes more uh, residual income or more savings or more financing options to acquire, right? It's it, uh, you, you're buying a new iPhone, like okay, it's a thousand two hundred bucks, right? But if you if you're just acquiring a subscription on iCloud, that could be like seventeen bucks a month or twenty bucks a month or like just even maybe even cheaper. So like on on the consumer mind, it's just so easy. It's just you know it doesn't really quite require you to go into like debt or you know take out a loan or finance it through like you know a couple of months. 
It's not. It's super easy. So like, it, for, in your mind, it's, it's going to make sense. Um, but going back to, to the conversation around the Apple Watch, I think that they're, what they're doing is that they're trying with the new, for instance, with the new models, they're trying to tap into like the more niche segments of, of, uh, of, of fitness. They're like, okay, let's, let's tap into like the more extreme athletes types. Let's tap into the ones that are, you know, want to take care of their health, but they're like, want to, you know, save more, more money or want to be more, uh, uh, you know, conscious about it. So if you think about it, they're, they're really thinking, okay, how can we tap into a bigger market? How can we attract more consumers? How can we get them comfortable with the with what they use and so that's why I, I, I keep coming coming back to the idea of the experience of the product like you experience it and it's so seamless and the design is you know it feels well to use apple i think that that's what you know at least the haters of apple uh hate about it is that it feels good to use an apple product it feels just so easy um and so that's why i think if you, if you, you know, going going back to fitness and, and wearables, that is tied to Fitness Plus because there is a subscription business at the end of the, you know, the journey. And by integrating everything, you know, from how you sleep to how you run and how you uh, track your, you know, glucose levels or your, you know, menopause or whatever, they are essentially trying to hook you in into the subscriptions uh, business to then be able to have this like more sustainable business model that's built around subscriptions and not around necessarily hardware, which is still a strong and solid part of the business. Right, but yeah, subscriptions are, it's monthly money. And man, you when you sign up for a subscription service, maybe this is just me, but I don't think it is. Uh, like when you do it, you're like, okay, I'll try it for six months. And then if you know it's not working, maybe I'll cancel it. You sign up for that thing. Two months later, you like you, f- forgot, you forgot that you did it, <laughs> and just like it's a pain to unsubscribe, and uh, and it's like, well, you know, we kind of use it. It's it's just ten bucks, yeah, whatever. And you know, it's just hard to get off those things, like mentally, and also like there's usually like eight different forms you have to fill out, and you have to like send a carrier Absolutely. pigeon. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. I think that 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 is also like uh, that's a great point. Like high switching costs or high, you know, you, it creates loyalty, but that's. It's probably like on the, you know, on the like yeah. the evil part because you don't really want to switch. Like let's say I like, think about like iCloud. Like you have all your like pictures on iCloud, and you're like, man, oh, yeah. like Getting switching that stuff in, off. And, like taking that out. You know, it's the mental, you know, hassles. Or like, you know, for yeah, seven bucks a month. Let, yeah, let, <laughs> exactly. Like let's just stay there. You know. Right. So like, yeah, I, I think you're totally right. I think that switching costs, um, easiness of usage. Um, you know, accessibility and and portability, like how easy it is, for instance, to switch between uh, your AirPods connected to your iPhone and then to your Apple Watch. Like it's so seamless and so easy. Like there's just so so many things that create an experience. And I go back to the experience. Like it it is insane. They put. I think that that's you know that's probably their main focus. Like just the experience. Like how can we provide a better experience. Maybe just to give it a, as an example uh, and giving a shout out out to a company that works with Apple called Nvenue is that these guys have a uh, machine learning uh, uh, program that basically predicts or, or calculates the probability of like hitting a home run, for instance, on a specific pitch. Um, and that's like super, super unique because it creates different, you know, sorts of uh, opportunities for fan engagement. You know, there's betting around it. There's like opportunities for sponsorships and stuff. So like the Apple was like, okay, let's bring in this company, which is literally a startup and venue, like re- literally just a, a small company. Uh, but they're doing something great with a great product that it, 
it's tied to you know providing a better experience for the fan so one, once they're watching and they're seeing like oh like this is super interesting they're seeing like the different probabilities change with each, each pitch and everything like it starts to get you know interesting to watch even even though you might not be like super you know a super big fan of baseball or or anything but it, it suddenly it feels good to watch it you know so that's the the whole like apple experience the whole like come for the experience stay for the product and maybe even like stay for the subscription you know yeah yeah those those um i almost called them betting odds those uh probability odds on um uh, on Apple's MLB broadcasts are very interesting. A lot of people think they those are eventually gonna say like, and if you want to place a bet on this thing, like go right ahead. Um, and yeah, even even you know, without getting into that, I think a lot of people just like it's like knowing when you're watching poker on TV, you can like see the percentage of like this hand's more likely to win, and so you, like it gives you a little insight that you felt like you didn't have before. Even though I do have to say those. Um, I don't know if they've improved over the course of the season. Early investigations into those odds showed that they were um, overfitted to the data, to use a, a more technical term. And a less technical term is like probably not super accurate, um, at least not, not in all cases. Um, but that's that's also like a great advantage. Like if you think about like the difference between traditional media and OTT and streaming, think about like how... Apple doesn't really need to sell ads. I mean, if they right. can, and for sure, like Amazon, for sure, is doing it. Think like, on the app Thursday store they ads. do, but like, yeah, it's not like it's not a big part of their what they do. Yeah, it's not like it's not ads. What they're looking for when they're you know acquiring rights, it's not really that. And it's it's more about like the experience, but also like if you and it's a great point that you make, like the whole like fan engagement element that they can optimize by learning more about your preferences and about like, like what you like and what you enjoy. Uh, then they can, you know, create opportunities in betting or in like sponsorships or like this. It creates this, uh, and I'm taking this from uh, uh, from my, my friend Brian Josephs at, uh, at Sports Raider where he said, literally is like a canvas for, it's a blank canvas where they can try anything they want to create fan engagement and then sell it to like the ones that are interested, you know, the, the, the betting providers or the, the different like, uh, commentators or something like you've seen you've seen the Manning cast and how successful that that has been I'm sure we're going to be looking at those things uh, more and more through like different you know OTT mediums because it's easier to just say okay like here's here's your what you're watching the MLS game but if you want to like have it on Spanish just you know click click to the right you can't really do that on like traditional TV you know you can't be watching NBC Sunday Night Football and be like oh I want to switch it to like being uh you know, commentated by, I don't know, whoever. Right. But yeah, the commentator makes right? a huge difference. Like, whatever right. your preference is. Like, different people like different things. But, like, I will sometimes not enjoy a game because I just can't right. stand the commentator. And if you switch it around, it's like, oh, wait, no, I love this guy. Or, or yeah, this girl. Um, yeah. yeah no, and that's the, that opportunity to change, that that changes everything, right? Because it's it's personalized to what you enjoy. And, mm-hmm. and, and like, personalization is just one of the key elements of fan engagement, which we wrote about in On Pro couple of weeks ago so if you if you're a subscriber you have you already have all the insights <laughs> yeah check it out people and just the um that, that insight of apple's not really trying to sell ads the idea of a sports media company not really it's not really about the ads for them that is a huge change i mean the the business model forever has been we pay a bunch of money to show 
oh, the masses, they're, they're sports games, and then we sell ads, and then people buy the insurance yeah. company or, you know, whatever it is, the vacuum cleaner, <laughs> the Coca-Cola, um, and, and everyone wins. Um, all right, we got to wrap it here, but Ronan, give me one prediction of Apple sports, the future. Look into your crystal ball. What do you see? Look, I think that Apple is very, is very smart about what they're doing in sports. I think that they're looking at, uh, and, and maybe this is, you know, behind the scenes, maybe they're looking at something in the NBA as well. Wouldn't be surprised if they come out with something in, in the Premier League, La Liga, something in Europe uh, to expand there, uh, you know, and maybe announced in the next couple of years. I wouldn't be surprised because this makes sense as a long-term strategy. This makes sense in the whole product and vertical integration that we talked about. And this makes sense in the subscription model and, and business model that they're trying to build. So like, I think that it's going to be worth it to keep an eye on, on Apple and their moves in sports because, you know, the biggest brand in sports, uh, the, sorry, the, big, the, big, the biggest brand in the world, they probably know what they're doing. So, yeah, I think it's, it's worth keeping an eye on. And uh, we're going to be covering it on FOS Pro. So you guys should come and subscribe. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first, people. All right. Thanks so much, Ronan. This has been great. Uh, and yeah, tune into the newsroom, subscribe to Pro, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Owen. Thank you for hosting me, man. Thank you so much for listening to the newsroom. We've got a really great team here at Front Office Sports of writers, analysts, reporters, diving into the biggest issues where sports meets business and culture and how that's shifting the whole world, really, the whole economy. And we're going to be diving into those conversations every single week, coming at it from different angles, looking at different companies and leagues. And so I really hope you join us. I've been learning a ton already. I hope you have too. So check us out every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, if you like, and we'll see you next week.